Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad and I want to bring to you the best of wishes and the most positive of news and the best of intentions. But eh, no, you know, uh, usually the first week of Jan is sort of like the Monday blues, right? Everyone rethinks their life and they rethink what they want to do for themselves and what version of themselves they want to present for the new year and what they want to work on, these targets, these goals, these resolutions, and they kind of keep shooting themselves in the foot, but they also kind of have a glimpse of hope, which is adorable. That uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was just going on about, oh, this year, bro, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna do this every day. I'm going to add this element in my life every day. I'm going to play a sport. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to look a certain way. I'm going to feel a certain way. And that got me also all excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to add on this. I'm going to. And then I just took a, a breath and a sip of beer and I was like, wait a second, dude. What I find interesting was the f- me three years back would have been the same guy because it's almost if you break down the months of the year into a week, uh, then you kind of have November, December like the weekend, right? And you kind of let loose and you kind of say, you know what, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off a little bit. I'm not going to do what I want because... It's a Monday to Friday approach that you're all disciplined through the week. You're, you have a routine, you eat healthy, you, you work, you put in a lot of time into yourself and then you let loose over the weekend. I apologize. I can't. There's no quiet time in this house. I don't know if you can hear that, but I apologize. And it's something or the other. And I just fuck. I feel like anyhow, no point. I apologize if you hear that noise. That's Andrew Tate trying to get out of the room. Anyhow, uh, and, and there's this idea that you um, are kind of letting loose and kind of dropping a certain kind of person that you are uh, to come back to it or to come back to a better version of it after the weekend, right? You're like, oh, no, when Monday comes, I'll, I'll again get fit. Again, I'll eat healthy and again, I'll have my routine. But I was thinking uh, for the first time in, I think, my life, I never approach December like, oh, wow, it's the season to celebrate. It's the season to let loose. It's the time of the year where everything just, you know, goes out of the window. I'm just going to fuck around and start again in January. And uh, because along with that comes a few things, right? One is this build up, this anticipation, this kind of exuberance of ending the year on a bang. And then as a result, you have the come down, you have this beginning, you have this low period, you have this sense of, okay, let me gather myself but uh, for the first time, I actually treated December just like another month. And as a result, reading January just like any other month. And what it's giving me is a sense of balance, right? Yeah, I did go out more often than I did throughout the year in December. I mean, uh, this year or rather 2022 was a year where I hardly went out because I just wanted to take it easy. I want to be at home. I become become a father, uh, became a father, become a father. And I just really enjoyed my days more than my nights because that was a strange thing for me being in the space of uh, comedy shows i was pretty much out so much the years before that that um for me sleeping at 10 10 30 and not waking up early but just waking up before noon was a real good feeling and i was like wow this is good i can sustain this i don't have to like basically be miserable at six in the evening and then come to life to perform for others then again go into my shell of misery be a be a bit of a bitch at home to everyone uh, till six o'clock again the next evening so that put me into this cycle where i would just be 
horrible to everyone around me at home, to myself, until I was in that space with other comedians, with alcohol, with with with, with my jokes. And, and that honestly burnt me out. Not even burnt me out, it made me a wreck. It made me a shell of who I was and shell of who I really am. But the past year or the past two years has given a sense of enjoy everything that you do. You can enjoy your days, you can enjoy your evenings, you can enjoy being with yourself, you can enjoy being with friends, but you do it because you want to and you do it because you choose to do it and you choose and you do it because it gives you a sense of um, fulfillment if you want to call it or gives you a sense of joy if you want to call it or it gives you a sense of you know what um, completion that it makes you feel like a part of you has been extended through that activity or that through that act or through that sense of creation or that sense of resolution or whatever the word you want to call it i don't want to focus too much on words but of course you have to when you're doing a podcast Sandeep. fair enough so what i just want to talk about is this idea that everything has to go to a certain build-up and has to then crest over and then have this sense of i think it's good once in a while to have a sense of release. I think that's really important. And I've had my fair share. If you guys have listened to this podcast in December, you probably heard me a bit of a wreck after a couple of heavy nights. But when I was doing it about 200 days a year to 250 days a year, that was my pretty much go-to kind of phase or go-to kind of um, place in my life. And as a result, I would really sort of look at my life or rather at least pretend to look at my life for others saying, what is your plan for the new year? And I would say all these things because that's what's expected to say, uh, expected to be heard rather in the first week of the year. So if you again are out on a Monday night in the first week of January, you're like, dude, you need to take it easy. You need to slow down, man. Come on, make some resolutions. You need to get your life back on track. You need to get your life in your hands. And that just leaves so much control to others and you're doing it more because they are seeing you in that light and you don't want to be judged. As opposed to when you do things, when you want to do them, how you want to do them and what you want to do them for, you can do it throughout the year. It's the word sustainable. It's the word that is uh, enjoyable. It's the word that is fulfilling. And you do it sometimes more, sometimes less. Sometimes you do it because you... um, you, you, you want to commit more time to it. Sometimes you don't feel like. But the biggest thing is that you're doing it on your terms. You're doing it from a place of deciding where you've come from and you're deciding in yourself, within yourself, why that particular activity is in your life and how you want to do it, why you want to do it, when you want to do it, where you want to do it. And these things give you a sense of not doing it for others but doing it for yourself. So when you do that, you don't really have a weekend. You don't really have a weekday. You don't have an end of the year bash. You don't have... You can, of course, have it all. That's uh, how you choose to express yourself and express your end of the year or your weekends or how you decide to spend time with yourself or your friends or your family. But what happens is that you're not pulled in different directions by various people's opinions or various people's invitations and various people's judgment as a result of those invitations, whether you take it up or you turn it down. And you become a little bit more of a balanced person, of course, who is absolutely prone to fucking up every so often. But what ends up happening is that you become a little bit more, um, man, this guy needs a hammer through his head. Yeah, balance, guys, balance. And it ends up becoming a lot less stressful when it comes to trying to please people and trying to explain to people why you want to come out or why you have to behave in a certain way or expected to do a certain set of things that they see you as or they saw you as and you have to fulfill that role that they have created for you and which you played into because that was just the easier way to deal with the dynamics of that group. And breaking it is hard 
and breaking it comes with a lot of questions a lot of judgment and a lot of uh, criticism sometimes and even questions like oh is everything okay in your life because you're not that guy we used to know and of course that's the person you didn't know but it's a person i know now and if you're a friend or you're someone who really wants to come along on the journey with me you'll try and make the effort or we will try to meet at a place that um you'll understand this person i am and if suits you or if it's meant to be or if it's supposed to be a friendship that continues then we kind of re we re uh, kind of not evaluate but we reform these bonds based on uh, I wouldn't say a new version but on these things that you have decided to do for yourself and i think that's very important because it gives you a sense of continuity it gives you a sense that there's no end and beginning it's just a kind of flow that results in these things that keep repeating and they are done through intention and through choice of your own and not through forces that are beyond you so i just wanted to say that and i just wanted to say that it's great to start january without this con- entire sort of beating yourself up for what you did in december or trying to sort of dig deep within which you're not doing or which you supposedly are seem to do but you're just sort of sitting there and going oh man i will become fit no it's all great but just decide and realize what you're saying to yourself why you're saying it and what you really want out of it so anyway uh happy new year to everyone listening and uh i think i really appreciate all of you uh listening to this podcast for the past months quite a few months now past uh and uh yeah thanks for coming along on this journey with me and uh today's guest uh is quite a remarkable man his name is Harish Hande he's the founder of Selco Foundation an organization that is working towards decentralizing power to take it away from these central hubs which have a top down uh approach to development to empowering people and they look at empowering on a local level and one of the projects in fact one of the main avenues they've taken uh through um or towards this effort is a solar powering of healthcare centers and they've done it across quite a few states where they've made a lot of these healthcare centers um independent and away from the uh, main power grids and these places are able to sort of stand alone and support themselves uh i talked to harish about various other approaches and what the entire idea of decentralizing and how he sees the future uh a- a- along those lines and we talk about various things we talk about uh, the urban landscape we talk about development we talk about what it means to be modern what it means to be efficient what it means to be a city that is cohesive a city that is divided and various other things that make sense in a world that's being torn apart second by second politically economically socially culturally uh and developmentally as well so harish is a fount of information in this space of urban sustainable and rural sustainable and in general sustainable development and he's um a joy to speak to and i really thank him for being on the podcast and you are in store for not a surprise it's a conversation but you are in store for a very i think relevant and fun and insightful conversation so without further ado here's my conversation with mr harish hande from selco foundation only here on the sopi rao show and as always thank you for listening till next time goodbye god bless take care of yourselves cheers mr harish hande welcome to the sopi rao show thank you so much for joining me Thanks thanks Sandeep for inviting me here. Uh, My pleasure. No, this is like almost like I um 
see it as you know a return from my platform to your platform your platform back to my platform so it's nice <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's nice to catch up with you on the show and uh, i want to you know as as um indian expectations go you've had a pretty illustrious career right when it comes to where every mother sits her child on her lap and says you must do hey. these things uh which is the perceived way of succeeding in our country you've done it uh you did the you know the engineering route you did the masters mba route uh i'm not sure was it mba or was it just a masters yeah so called an mba right no, so no, you no. phd useless phd I oh say, phd yeah. okay so you're yeah. a doctor okay so doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also dr faltuga huh? anyway <laughs> no because it looks like they're dishing out doctors everywhere where we we yeah, exactly. see our politicians exactly. getting the titles so five years confusion gets you a doctor a uh, doctorate degree because you have nothing else to do and <laughs> or confused to what to do you get a degree in the middle yeah. and so whenever somebody says i have a phd i now know that he is he or she also has wasted sala 5 years of time <laughs> but so. no I, i i get it i get it i get the idea that these things have weightage when it comes to the mind and of course there are people who've really sort of benefited humanity by doing these studies right um but how how was the the path laid out for you after doing the right thing when it comes to studying hard and going to the right institutions how did that shape up for you after those 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 early years i think see the, the issue is i tell you a bit of the, where i i grew up in a do been a, from karnataka parents grew up in odisha in raurkela mm-hmm. mm-hmm. where the issue was that if you don't get into iit you're not a good student Mm-hmm. right so it and also while playing cricket like uh, even if you did a little bit of studying it's it's like you get into iit mm. the problem that's where everything starts you know i mean unfortunately and i i see more many of the iit in sara one one exam wonder mm. uh, in a sense that oh exam ho gaya to ho gaya finish right we 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 get an engineering degree but we are not engineers right that so, that's that makes so, a lot of sense so you're saying at once that 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 finish line is crossed at the entrance exam the learning that's stops it. that's it and 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 then why did i get into iit basically 300 million indians did not write that exam right <laughs> so right. Uh, it's very selective elusive in a sense that you went to a certain type of school tell me how many of the other colleagues in rural areas could have easily got into right yeah it so, so it's it's a very small batch of people and and then you basically uh this your back clap your back and saying that how elitist uh, how elite schools that you go into etc so then obviously it's like a bed and bakri you go into masters and phd because that's what you're supposed to so called pushed into right yeah and then i i think that's when went to the us and and had a chance to go to dominican republic some in mm-hmm. in 91 where i saw a friend of he became a later friend of mine who Ten houses were putting solar, and people were paying for it in 1991. Wow! And okay. then came and realized, boss, to to ask my professor that, sir, I have studied in Dorkila, where my father didn't have to pay electricity bill, went to IIT where the taxpayers paid for my fees. I've come to the US on a scholarship, so I'm a product of subsidy here, standing in front of you. <laughs> and then I'm going to do and so-called stay. And I said, boss, I don't want to do a PhD where It's not going to be 
read of i didn't want to do that at all i where it's going to be in a junk so came back to india and Sri almost Lanka. like that uh, the what you said sorry harish is that it <laughs> many of these um dissertations or whatever they do at the phd it remains at that level it's just lovely sounding in that boardroom and your panel hears it out and it it's sort of confined to the 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 cobwebs of academia it doesn't ever see the light of day right at all and then you you have a title right doctor like for example say we keep saying that if you and me did a phd on sugarcane we'll call be doctors mm. while a, while a sugar, the farmer doing 45 years of sugarcane will never be given a phd mm. but he or she will be sitting on the ground and we'll be on the panel discussing how sugarcane can be right yeah so this man made certification is what Uh, what likely completely and that's a very interesting thing so i i want to talk about of course the solar aspect with your professor and that 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 transition but there's you you said something which is so important to look past because that's in some way constricting our mindsets in our especially in india but also around the world um this perceived success right whether it is a title or a an institution what happens with the iits is that the institution gives this automatic prestige and automatic right. doors open right and it could right. be the harvards right. could be wherever right but uh we still are so gripped by it right we're so gripped in awe of my god is i am uh, sorry iit right. i am combination right. right so we don't even look past that title to know what kind of human being um resides over there right. uh and as a result are these institutions even good i don't know i haven't been but are they uh, i mean is there scope because they may be as you said like the farmer who's got 45 years of experience in the field with the plant with the product or with uh, the way it's used um, that could be the metaphor for an engineering college or an institution let's not call in any particular department that is actually putting good work and a good amount of resources and feedback into its students and as, and creating better students but not with the title of iit so right. how do we uh, from your experience because you've also gotten to this you, you you had that question in 91 right like what am i doing with this uh, degree or with this phd or with this dissertation right. so can you just comment on where we are in that space because you also invited me to talk at your conference which was the impact failure conference which very few people are willing to do which is admit failure and uh see how you can um learn from failure right in in a, in a very simple way so can you comment on that from uh, on what what i just sort of spoke about from that um aspect of your learning because see see the way way we are structured you no know, in 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 education systems in and in, in india or elsewhere where the the objective or the incentive is the grade not mm-hmm. the learning huh mm-hmm. and and so we are never we we are never taught or we are never uh, what, what do you call it is we the incentive is never to ask questions about from a learning perspective right yeah. great media machine so so i mean to be truly i mean i i keep asking what is a contribution i mean when iits were started i mean if you see iit kharagpur ke samne it's written in service of the nation we always ask which nation yeah right and and <laughs> which nation right in a yeah. sense you pay your 90% of your 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 money comes from the taxpayers and basically the poor buying salt and sugar and that sales tax has led to you going into it right yeah so if you truly want to look at your stakeholders where are your stakeholders that you have looked into you might go to the us and make millions of dollars and i'm going to ship my charity money sorry that's not what it is about mm. it's not about those peanuts what did you learn and how are you going to make an equitable society inclusive 
is what mm. you come out unfortunately I, unfortunately the iits have actually got worse in terms of been away from what you call it as uh, worse in terms of the it's it's a one it's a xerox machine shop in many ways right mm-hmm. iit and then im or an ias mm. but not about true engineering kya karna chahiye if i like in many of these iits the machine is the same old 50 years old machine not linked to and somewhere i think they have to put it and second problem what i see is that why have we created this hierarchy of of iti's blah 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 nits and iits right mm. they all have to be in the same line boss yeah I, i have i need to do something i will go into vocational schools just like germany right yeah, yeah. i want to do something i go into engineering why can't an I, iti student have access to the labs in iits because it's taxpayers money yeah and this is where we have created exclusive from public money and mm. that is what i have a big problem about of elu- of that elusiveness that you have created large walls in all of these iits where normal young brilliant innovators from non english speaking backgrounds do not have access to and that we fundamentally fail to be an inclusive society and institutions these are not inclusive institutions at all in many ways yeah and what i get baffled by is you just mentioned the example of germany right i've got uh, some friends and i've got family in neighboring switzerland and what uh, what really struck me there of course you know they they aren't in, as flashy as say the united states when it comes to their billionaires and millionaires but of course it's house to home to zurich which is one of the richest cities in the world but what i'm um quite you know of course what stuck out to me is the pride or the importance not let's not, not say pride the importance given to every job now when a carpenter comes home he is going to, or she is going to do that job so well because right. they enjoy the process of making it and that right. job is valued by society um so what what you said right now is so so interesting right that if the farmer was given his or her due if the person who makes those those baskets those butties for um people to buy with pride that's an important as important as someone who's collecting the the fruit you have to put it somewhere or even something as simple as we we're a country of so many engineers why aren't any of the other engineering jobs uh done well why aren't right. we making better roads why aren't we making better bridges why aren't we uh why is it only the electrical and the computer science that is that is saluted right and everyone comes out saying i'm a computer engineer and um why i mean why, yeah exactly why aren't we making more engineering marvels in our country with so many engineers living here no that's because that yeah and and one one step behind when you start about like previously started about this degrees and honorary degrees of phd how yeah. many farmers in our country have actually got an honorary phd from any of the agricultural universities right yeah why are they not respect they i mean the way they dress they will not be allowed into into the agriculture you forget any other Yeah. they will not be allowed to enter the agricultural universities right yeah yeah all right and the very fact is that you're studying about them but they will not be allowed into right so that's ridiculous so this, yeah. this this is this is where the issue is and 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 secondly uh, the whole uh, engineering per se like we are not hands on i mean we joke when the us and 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 and, uh, and europe for example you have this so i don't know about the europe but you have this home depots right in the us yeah. where yeah. you have the large uh, uh, warehouses where you can go and buy wood saw yeah. how many indians actually go there 
yeah at all right you see the americans wants to as i want to build my pool i want to repair my pool how many indians will say i want to repair my pool this weekend right absolutely oh, my god that's many, crazy that you said that right like even how ikea many how many can fix it right kisko call karu main yaar tere ko do you know a carpenter should i call uh, i mean yeah so what's your mechanical engineer but i have no clue about mechanical engineering right we are you show me a, you tell me the thermodynamics of a car i will brought to the hilt on a board you mm. show me a car i will run away and that is where a fundamental issue is practicality pragmatism and we believe that hands on is lower in our strata so yeah there's a hierarchy of jobs yes hierarchy uh, of thinking right thinking also. yeah like a person uh, see even a person who spends a you know a ton of money on a on a on a german uh, sedan or a high end right. car now will of course after the warranty by the dealer is given is is run out they will look for the cheapest thing uh when it comes to mechanics right they're like right. no no i, I don't i don't uh, want to spend so much on servicing my car or or, or right. getting my car fixed because some guy can do it for cheap you know right. so i get what you're saying i get that this is the practical practic- pragmatism but why is that way of thinking even sustained um because it clearly isn't good right we it's clearly a cutting corners way of thinking which has prevented us as a country but maybe even as a society from adopting things like why don't we have the most i wouldn't say the fanciest but the the, the most efficient cars because see we're also managing a population of 1.3 billion people so right. we need right. to come up with practices that aren't always coming from america or europe because their numbers are less their climate is different their society functions differently their consumption of food is different uh, so why can't we come up with practices that are suitable efficient economical and um, applicable to a context which is uniquely india right sandeep i'll tell you no but there's a there's a one step problem behind that i'll tell you mm-hmm. a typical example been some years ago uh when see uh, to 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 we we work in the field of sustainable energy for rural areas and trying to solve this or, or create appropriate solutions for poor to have better livelihoods and access to health using solar energy right? right right so there are kids who join okay fundamental problem for some of these kids i tell you are the parents okay yeah parents come to me and said some this was some years ago and said that uh sorry sir he's joined selco i agree it's a great da 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 um but you know his cousin in infosys earns one and a half times more mm. don't you think he should be doing this after he's 60 years old okay mm-hmm. then i i stopped the conversation i just said how how was the traffic and how was the roads and the both of them started complaining how the roads were bad i said that's the problem we want mahatma gandhi to be born in neighbor's house not your house mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we want somebody else to solve that issue and moment you turn around sandeep and ask people boss you see a, a water leaking or a garbage not collected and tell people okay can forget criticizing the government can you give me five solutions mm. uh he who i uh, well i don't know it's not that is where you said why can't we build because we do not know how to articulate a problem statement we are not taught that way mm. we only open the textbook and see the answer on the last page and then try to solve how to get the answer my goal is answer not the process mm. right and that is a is a flaw that we have is why we are i'm linking to our non hands approach to our ability to solve a pragmatic problem i can write a code 
right? But you tell me a real life problem that I need to look at India 2030 and solve the transportation issues. I can, can I come up with 10 different models of mass transportation or high efficient vehicles? Germany Can I cut paste from what they have done yeah. rather than rethinking from zero? And that is where we need to change and push. Second part, Sandeep, I'll tell you is that we also lack access when for the glorification of failures. We glorify success, right? Yeah. Like when girl comes home, said 96 mila, we first question is four marks ka right? Yeah, yeah. Rather yeah, than yeah. saying ki, what do you do when I, where is failure capital here? Where boss come and fail. Uh, you want to experiment, come and fail. We are not innovative. We, Sandeep, if you fail once in India, I'll never give you money because you have failed once. In California, oh, you failed once. Let me give you money. You know what not to repeat again. That risk-taking ability ecosystem is very, very missing. And that needs to change, Sandeep. There's also a social um, tag attached to the exactly. failure, right? He's, right. Uh, because it's almost like because he failed or she failed, Right. Uh, and we are so caught up in this narrative that uh, whatever kind of success, outcome-based success, is also related to human worth, that a good person means a successful person. A person who's failed is also a bad person or not right. a good person. So how do you, like, I'll give you um, that conversation which I was sitting at, right, with you at your conference okay. with uh, Nitin and his uh, the CEO of his uh uh, uh, initiative, I mean, the, the Rain yeah. Matter initiative, right? Yeah. And what struck me was the focus on Nitin Kamat that day. Um, because clearly he was not there right. in that role as the founder of a hugely successful company. I mean, of course, but be, I, I would expect the focus, since it was about failure, to be two minutes on the company, then go into what his foundation is doing, right? right? Because that's right. also sustainable. Right. Exactly. But it felt like everyone just wanted to hear how he got a thousand crores or how much right, of an amount, right? right? right and right. I was just like, man, right. that guy actually was saying stuff relevant to that particular context in on right. that day. But it felt like the focus was constantly being pulled away from what he wanted to talk about and the topic of the conversation. Then it was being pulled away towards how did you become so good? How did you become so right. successful? How right. did you make the first right. million? Right. And, right. and I was just like, mm, if a conference like that, which uh, not the conference itself, but the people who were there were supposedly the future of sustainable development. If they only wanted to know, on, if they want to know only about his success, right, and the guy right. who was talking about spearheading the initiative, which is Rain Matter, was given like ten percent of the time, you know. Right, and I found right, that very right. surprising. Right, right. We get yeah. That's where we say. I mean, the, uh, uh, you. I'm glad you pointed that because the, the whole push for the foundation for the failure conference was that stop glorifying success and yeah. top criticizing failures, right? Yeah. And everything, and we are saying that there's a success in every failure and there's a failure in every success. Yeah. It's it's don't paintbrush both of it. And and, that, and and fortunately in some of the panels went brilliant in terms of people were very brutal with themselves, but some, mm. yeah. And and this was also to inspire youngsters boss, stand up and say, I failed yeah. or, or uh, and I have succeeded, but be careful. These are the parameters that led me to the success, but don't glorify yourself in many ways, right? So yeah, yes, that, yeah, that's and where I feel I, you know he wanted yeah. to do uh, just that. Yeah. He wanted to highlight that, but I feel it's so many times you don't ask the right questions. You don't allow that person right. to express right. what they really feel, right? right. Uh, because you kind of almost sugarcoat it, saying, "No, no, no. Of course you failed, but look where you are today." Right. None right. of that is matters because today is not. It's it's today uh, today's amount, but it's also the way of thinking, which I was really. 
I really liked the things that, you know, he said, uh, Nitin said, but yeah, yeah, our profits are slowing down, but that's because we're looking at the long goal. And how many successful people would say that, right? Because the moment you smell success, right. one more, right. quicker, faster. Right. And I, scale up, yes. Yeah. So I think that is important, but I feel, uh, as you as, as you just mentioned, right, the, 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 how do you, okay, let's, let's, let's look at the, um, idea model of failing right right um now when you know you attempt an idea but also an attempt an idea on scale which is publicly visible whether it's roadworks or whether it's a, a energy plant renewable energy plant right. um especially say let's go down the path that you've um you're representing in some form uh with energy uh renewable energy right um, when there's already a case against it, or rather, when the profits are against it, and when the the the, the established norm is burning fossil fuels, and you have yeah. you have jobs like Shell, and you have companies like Schlumberger, which are just such attractive, fancy corporate offices with glass and chrome and steel, and you have people coming out of there with you know a million dollar plus bonuses. So the case is already set in the conventional way of thinking for these jobs for these companies. And then you have a couple of people who like, you know, Greta Thunberg or someone screaming, going, oh, the planet is dying and we are going. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, clearly now your attempts are going to be viewed critically already. Like, oh, God, look at these these hippie green right. energy people uh, right. making noise and, uh, you know, disrupt. Because everything looks good from a distance, right? Even... Um, when you're going on a protest march or when you're going to make a case for funding for an organization, it, it doesn't, it's not an attractive job. It's, it's, you aren't treated with respect by people giving you funding. You're seen as those charitable poor people who will take our money. Correct. Right. So right. how do you, uh, you know, how, how did you do it? <laughs> so that's, no, so that's yeah. changed. You know, Sandeep, over the years, it has changed that. So if you, when we first entered um, in, way back, I mean, I would say 91, 92, most of the people in the sector were the hippies, right? Okay, and and uh, or they, uh, in a sense, you know, the top five people who bought solar in 1990 in worldwide, right? The total capacity installed that time during in that uh, in 91 is what world does in an hour today or two hours. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Uh -huh. And and that time it was the it was Saddam Hussein who wanted to solar power his uh, palaces so that. Mm -hmm. If Bush bombed the um, power station, he would still have electricity. Hmm. The LTT Tiger, so who wanted uh, basically the batteries to be charged so that they could launch missiles, number one. Hmm. Then the ganja growers of California, <laughs> right? Because right. It, it removed the spikes when helicopter go forward to see whether somebody is going marijuana or not, right? So right. there were the, there were the five, six, which then evolved into over the years. But now what has happened is, what you said is two ends when you have the shell and the gritters, right? In terms mm. of, but yeah. what, what is happening with, with the, both sides have an issue one way or the other one is, yeah, let me look at the activism on the green side, Yeah, which basically says no, but doesn't say how to, how are the five yeses? Yeah, 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 okay. absolutely. And like, ah, okay. So people say no coal. Okay. Boss, band karo. tomorrow you can't do this zoom or a, or a, or a cell phone, right? Of, what, what I mean, will you she do? can, she can, I, I, absolutely. She might, I mean, leave something as 
uh, fanciful because she'd probably say, oh, but you're a privileged person. I don't need Zoom like you or something, right. some nonsense. So, right. But even food, she won't get to eat the next day, right? Because right. everything power when, is powered by coal, yeah. There is a transition that we need to look at and there are places where you need to, to showcase, right? What mm -hmm. we are saying today is that in many of the areas, in, in the livelihoods and the health case, where it is economically viable for, if I look at from a government perspective, I have to push that in the health say, health I have to prove that by putting solar, the government is saving money on diesel and power mm -hmm. and are able to give services to the remote part of this country. Those two are tick marks. And today solar is in a position to showcase, but do it and show it. Like for example, in Meghalaya, we did, we did like say 10 or 20 public health centers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Suddenly the government of Meghalaya said, boss, You've shown us 10 or 20. We want to completely power solar by 23 March. You know, by March to June, Meghalaya will be 100% solar powered of all health centers. That's okay. That's an entire state. Entire states. Manipur is following, saying that by, by December of 23 or March of 24, they will be 100% solar. They are not going from an environmental perspective. The good part of doing that is they want services reliable at the last mile where the climate goal is an added benefit, not the centerpiece. Mm. Right? And it today you need to talk what is Sandeep's incentive, right? What is the government's incentive to provide reliable health services? Yeah. And everybody can paint brush boss, corrupt, there are champions in every industry that we catch hold of the champions, right? Yeah. Showcase. Now suddenly Manipur and Meghalaya has got interested. Oh, let us look at Mizoram is telling, what have you done in Manipur, Meghalaya? Can you actually do it? Now suddenly Nagaland is saying, let's actually do it. It's how do you showcase? And now because seven in states are interested and that's a magic number, which I didn't know something that once you do seven number, government of India gets interested. Like the head mm. of the, uh, the secretary health says that, can we do it in other parts of the country? Showcase. That's why we are saying that we are not an activist. We are saying that we are, this is the most reliable and affordable way of providing solar for health or livelihoods. Do it, use banking. So that's where the traction from the funders and the traction from the government is like, okay, this is increasing somebody's income. This is increasing mm. in somebody's income during COVID when the centralized systems had collapsed. We were able to create livelihood centers in rural areas or storage. For example, when the lot of vegetables were lost, we created cold storages, solar powered, where people could store their storages, which so store their vegetables, which didn't. It's a it's what is the problem statement? The problem statement is better health, better education, livelihoods. And solar is a means to go to that. That's all. So yeah. So how do you change this way of thinking? Uh, because even like let's say something with uh, with with transport it almost feels like every company is like, oh, because Elon Musk made the Tesla car so successful, we're all going to make electric cars. But it right. almost feels like is no one's getting the point. The idea is to have clean transport, right? Now, whether no, idea is, no yeah. idea is one step before. Idea is to go from A to B. So the exactly. question, what is the problem statement? Yeah. Right. The problem statement is not transportation. The problem statement is that X number of people have to go to Y number of spots to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Either we have we have pro improperly created the job scenarios where mm. poor from X part of Bangalore have to actually go to Y part of Bangalore, mm. and so you're you've created um, unsustainable way of workplaces and 
housing spaces right yeah and then you you put that in the wrong place and now you are rectifying that by a transportation so your wrong will always remain wrong so you're doing a bandaid so the premise itself is completely approached um incorrectly because i mean that seems like what you sorry just to before you go on uh with yeah. uh, the, the 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 thing because it makes so much um obvious sense when you just said it the way you did it's like you would plan a city um from that premise right what is the thing we're building right now it's for people to habitat right and then work and coexist and food feed and do things that they need to have a fulfilling life that would be your statement right. but it almost feels like we we're undoing a big mistake right no i see if you look at uh, even even if you look at uh, two examples like right? in the i don't know about the other parts of the city but I, in jayanagar when the whole concept of jayanagar was been set up they said that every would have one religious place one art theater one school one playground one and if you look at the whole area where rangashankara is set up you have a temple you have a police station you have a church you have a school you have a playground that's yeah. how it was structured in many ways right yeah. and so so how do you then scale up that structure rather than break breaking that and second what happens is, is the more we design the transportation the way we are doing it like e mobility the way we are thinking is non exclusive in a sense yeah. that we are not looking at there is 60% of the population who who needs a different sort of of transportation because there are maid servants there are carpenters there are uh, there are uh, shop uh, uh, the front end shopkeepers who come from enormous areas that 6 30 to 40% of their time and money goes into transportation yeah see the and and so by the time and work life balances out of the way so we need to rethink that e mobility is the last point of after you've done the efficiency of the thought process of where the where the why should we move at all then looking at okay how is the population then look at it should it be a mass transportation or individual transportation or shared transportation then e mobility comes in now we correct because almost this e mobility uh, is also enhancing or rather uh, increasing their uh, inability to get out of debt right you're right. putting them on more loans you're putting them in more things to uh, get as opposed to stripping away these things saying no 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 we let's take away these things and revisit the problem from a few steps back and class system also sandeep saying that boss i am of a certain class i will never take the metro yeah so the issue is why is why are we increasing e mobility or e cars or whatever electric cars why don't we tax the uh, tax your your occupation on the road depending on your size of the car mm. why should a cyclist pay for the same that you are paying for or you may pay for for a larger car yeah. tax it forcing people to if the vice president of the world bank can take a metro in washington yeah. or new york why our our class systems can't do it why can't like for example airport right there's a railway line to bellary which is not used 94% of the time increase the shuttle services create airline counters at the railway station put your bags in and sit we could always think about rather than now building a new metro line that's okay yeah. why are you not using that uh, so the problem statements are not defined and then again go back sandeep in in schools we are never asked what is a problem statement you create the problem statement per se and it's amazing that we seem to uh, many times when we're facing problems it's not the same thing as the problem statement right because we kind of make uh, sometimes a problem doesn't need more added to it it needs stuff taken away 
Right. And I think the approach that you said is take it away, take away the 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 the, the noise. And I think that's something which, going forward and beyond, say the Bangalore urban crisis, right. Right. even with the world at large and multiple problems, whether it's geopolitical, whether it's food, whether it's energy, it seems like we're just adding more layers of distraction. Um, you know, under the guise of oh, we're we're solving the problem, right, right, which is right. clearly not helping, right? We're adding more electric cars, we're adding more batteries, we're adding more this thing. So, how does one, uh, when it comes to specifically solar energy, how does one start? So, what was your problem statement in this situation? No, no, just just a, like say, I'll, in solar itself, right? People say let's put solar water pumps, Sandy. Okay, yeah. People say solar water pump. Hey, boss, I say, boss, solar water pump, if I put, what is a problem statement? It's better irrigation, right? Yeah. Why should I put a solar pump where water table is down and you want to solar, you want water for sugarcane? First, yeah. the problem is why was sugarcane been, been grown in a place where water was a scarcity? Yeah. Right? Problem starts there. Yeah. But I've directly jumped into solar water pumps, right? Mm. So solar water pumps increases environmental unsustainability in this case because by removing water i'm lowering the water table so solar part water pump is actually not a good solution in in many cases it's mm. solar might be free but water is not free no baba yeah so it's a combination of say so the problem statement for for us when we started frankly speaking was more of uh, uh, justice in terms of in terms of what is the equity of justice or how do you create an equal platform for every poor kid to access the services, whether it's education, livelihoods, and how do you create a platform? And, and we believed that decentralization thought process would lead and solar was rightly fitting into the concept of decentralization. So unfortunately, Sandeep, we are known for solar, but our concept was how do we use decentralization to make society more inclusive? Hmm. And, and and in a way that you can access services at your doorstep, uh, whether education, livelihoods, health, resilient micro business, and, we, and, and, and solar nicely fits into that uh, thought process. Um, so that's when we started this concept of Silco many 27 years ago, yes. And that's such an attractive uh, uh, idea because I, I grew up in Bangalore. Of course, it's exploded in size with wealth or with disparity at the same time. Um, so... The decentralization idea is extremely um, interesting because you kind of are in a society today where everyone wants these same things. And I don't want to go on uh, yeah. again about those points of outcome-based, material-based, monetary-based, right. but it, it seems to be have a very strong grip on us, right? Whether um, it's the reach of the Amazons and the Flipkarts telling you that the more you have, the better, right. or it's the likes of apps that are reaching cell phones or cell phones themselves, smartphones reaching every corner of Indian society, uh, you have this kind of, um, you, you're building up these people, especially like people who don't have money, to this idea that if you get this, you're better, and then you create this thing that they can't have it, and it's creating a lot of friction, right? right? right. Uh, right. So the decentralized models, like, you know what, you sitting, say, in a really... Um, sort of remote village will definitely not have the same 
uh, playing field as a person say in Bombay in the right, south right. of Bombay and that's right. not because of anything it's just that because that is a reality right, right. it's like right. the sugarcane in the desert it's just right. not going to grow so right. is it fair in saying uh, or because now if I just said that statement to someone they say like how dare you say that because that guy has deserves as much right I'm like it's not about rights it's right. about reality right, right? right. because right. the reality is that person sitting in that village uh, will have to work 100 times to even come to zero, zero being, say, the starting point. Right. And the guy in Bombay has to just take one step and he's already 100%, 100% more right. Uh, right. at an advantage. Right. So um, what I what what, uh, what um, is interesting is now if we try to tell 1.3 billion people that they are the next, they have to do whatever it takes to be the next, next Mukesh Ambani or Elon Musk, yeah. it's create, going to create war. It's going to create mental war. It's going to create physical. It's going to create so much... Uh, agony and so much suffering but the other approach is saying okay you have this small village that you are in empower them to be um in a in the position to sort of enhance their situation in that society in that village and also take the village to the next step because then you're one step closer to bombay right <laughs> no no so the question is no no i i see you know i mean the world is everybody tries to judge rather than doing a proper argument with you in a sense people will say oh you're wrong see this is what the issue no we never debate uh, yeah when people say wrong or right or let's debate about it rather than judging right yeah so, but, but but see the, the, the issue is if we go to a village for example just take uh, west jantia hills in in meghalaya right right west jantia mills is known for the best type of turmeric the original uh-huh. gene pool of turmeric is grown the high the content is high seven percent brilliant right right so so how do what are the best local resources that is turmeric what 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 is absent is better methodology of has new technologies been introduced for better washing so the drudgery comes down better cutting so the drudgery comes down better packaging and value adding processing to turmeric so that's a product that comes out of the village today what yeah. happens this raw turmeric is taken the whole value add is taken by somebody else yeah. And, the, and, and, and you only pay for the drudgery of the villagers per se. So the government of Meghalaya, um, Vijay and, and Mr. Conrad Sangma and all, they, they created this livelihood center. What we went and is we, we did solar powered, uh, the, the slicer, uh, mm. solar powered washer, solar powered packing packing machine. And now what has happened is these groups of women who have a, who have a, who have a livelihood center, center where tons of turmeric comes in they pack it and sell it across like market linkages suddenly you have upgraded to the village into the uh, the marketing of local produce as high value that actually gets exported in many ways right eerie silk in 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 uh, east garo hills in uh, meghalaya for example that's the beauty of them create that ecosystem for them to add value process and that's why decentralized energy innovation sorry decentralized energy makes sense what is missing you know today you rightly said that the the i'm, I'm connecting you to the past half an hour 45 minutes of our conversation is that yeah. our con- innovation engineering and all the buzzword all the words that we used you and me innovation and engineering everything is for like local apps right I have done this app. My resume is about so many Apple, but nobody wants to work on a blacksmith blower. Nobody wants to work on a Erie silk spinner, right? Nobody wants to work on a slicer for a turmeric grinder, right? Yeah. This is where, why I'm telling you, this is where India 
is a leader because if we are a paradox of the having the world's problems and complexities and diversity but we also can come up with solutions where the africans can take it from here um we are the terrain of meghalaya is very similar to ethiopia so whatever we innovate in meghalaya can actually be so we should be a powerhouse of sustainable solutions and this is what the youngsters should it's a candy store of 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 solutions for anybody who wants to look at sustainable uh, development and that is what we are saying that where you go to the iri silk farmers or the turmeric farmers they are not they just want to go a couple of days a month and say would oh, i want to watch a movie or not but i'm doing enough earnings i in the house where i'm actually sending two kids to education and health healthcare is die right at the doorstep some population will leave when people say they migrate to bombay and create slum areas mm -hmm. the same population i said boss please also get your two kids from us back if that it's the same thing no from slums to bombay to bombay to the us is the same type of migration so my issue is that if you create opportunities there are a lot of people who are going to strive in their own localities in many ways and i think one thing beyond that which is remarkable is it comes back to this point right when you think your um you need to be or need to be someone else or where, be somewhere right. else it becomes this premise which we are working and operating from for years uh, if i can um do coding or if i can drive um or rather i can't do these things that as a result i have to work on it as opposed to looking at like say take india and draw it as a person saying i have all these adversities these challenges these problems these resources at the same time which are uniquely mine right. now how can i work on it as opposed to how can i make india into the us right right exactly and i think all of us i think right. are there i can i told uh, i think when you asked me that question at the conference i said yeah that's where i was in that place coming from um but coming from this place of i can't see as a result i can't drive i can't read i can't run i can't walk i can so constantly trying to do that as opposed to saying what can i do right right and i think that's where you're pointing the the the, the, the us to that direction right saying look there saying empower these people who are facing the problem don't send a mba graduate consulting them saying no no i'll give you a kpmg solution to right. uh your irrigation issue on the farm right. but empower that farmer who's knows exactly where uh work needs to be done and that's such a that's a decentralized model that's brilliant no i'll tell you one more thing see after the conference after the failures conference we had a break of sunday but monday tuesday we had a south south conference we had mm -hmm. 40 africans who were mm -hmm. there okay they had come from sierra leone ethiopia etc etc okay yeah. so we had eight teams one of the team and we sent them to different parts of the country where we were doing work yeah eight members of the health from sierra leone had come in had i showed them karnataka they would have said oh it's too developed okay sierra leone is 2% electrified right. send them to meghalaya yeah okay showed them the health centers met made them meet the health secretary of meghalaya suddenly they felt this is exactly like sierra leone uh. why do i have to rely on the world bank to give me what solutions is can i get a connection between sierra leone and meghalaya right suddenly meghalaya got its pride ki i could solve a country's issue sierra leone is 6 million meghalaya is 3 million right that's brilliant i mean it's it's giving pride right exactly. pride is i mean because let's not take away that because right. when um someone gets you know a huge 
bonus or a promotion everyone's like right. oh wow and it gives and that's the human need for recognition and pride so right. can we do that with these actions because it almost feels like the moment you talk about um, you know disability or you talk about sustainability or you talk about the the, the you know the words which end with it why <laughs> it always right. has like this you know sad instrument playing in the background sure. and sure. it's seen as oh you know we'll do it that poor right. thing mentality Right, not right. the celebration pride and take joy out of that kind of thing absolutely right? yeah and that is when we we when when we send the ethiopians to south odisha kalahandi district yeah uh suddenly yeah boss can we have the dc of kalahandi actually come and visit us in ethiopia to give us similar similar solutions so suddenly it did not become an indian model it became a model of same i mean linking linking the because our problems and your problems are same you guys have solved it in a similar terrain let's not copy it rather than wasting philanthropic money again again to experiment that's as a country we have so much to offer uh, sandeep just by virtue of the number of diverse situations diverse people diverse terrains diverse resources availability of resources it it i, I mean just the way when you sh- shifted my uh the way i was looking at it to this present way of how much we have to offer i'm just like i hardly first of all know much about india i only know a little bit about the city i live in but it makes you more curious about your own surroundings right and that seems to be a great place to start as opposed to saying you know but the subways in singapore are so brilliant let's right. say you know what i have no footpath to walk down uh, right. how do i start there you know as opposed to comparing how can my um, environment teach me right and how do we how do you see the question is how do we create the hussein bowls we keep saying the hussein bowls in like for example in the primary health sector how do we create the hussein bowls for a footpath in dharwad bangalore versus nagpur and and say shillong yeah and that then that can be copied by ades uh, uh, free town in sierra leone or by uh, dar es salaam in uh, in in tanzania so yeah. so we need to we have issues and rectify rather than saying yeah you're right sing, forget singapore europe us no they've already gone i think there has to be a paradigm shift in because our issues are very different and our issues yeah. are related to large amount of poverty and 1.3 billion people we have to look and for us the responsibilities the 3 and 1/2 billion people who live in indonesia philippines and africa and latin america and our responsibility is not about europe and us and we are looking the wrong way sandeep we are we are not looking yeah, like, out there is yeah. no point being hussein bolt in the in, in the ocean right right exactly <laughs> i mean right. that's where we are i think <laughs> and hussein bolt of it theek hai yaar it karega yaar but we have such more it is again a tool but yeah, we have made yeah. it as a centerpiece right we made it as the this thing it's it's the crowning jewel right it's right, the right. it's the conversation starter it's yeah. the it's the it's the way you get married it's the way you find a a, a partner it's how you get a house and that isn't uh, even mba is not a title right it's not, right. it's it's a tool so yeah. as you just said it's 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 such a an amazing perception shift when we can actually give so much more to the rest of um get rest of the world in the, in the sense the countries that can benefit from our uh, problems and resources if we only start looking at failure as a good thing as something we can learn from so i'll come back to also the disability sector a bit you know yeah. the question is you know we have a common friend firoz okay yeah. the question is when i was telling to firoz see whenever people came to us from the uh, from the, oh can you put solar 
the poor kids are not able to study um they have uh, this and it it was always presented to us in a very charity mode i said boss yeah. ek kya hai what is this i mean theek hai ek ek mahina ka dal i said boss how do we how do we move away from the stupidity and and use the talent i mean every i mean it's like it's a it's a analogy of like oh farmers don't know anything the the people with the, this x disability or that boss why are we focusing why not we look at okay so boss i just taking an example you know our point was uh, in a say in the in the blind why are we not creating uh, the, the best um, taking the best from let's say the perkins school of blind in boston get them to have five six pilot centers in bangalore put in resources they become the hussein bolts of looking at what are the opportunities how do we create a completely new paradigm rather than being cut paste and saying oh these guys can do this type of jobs can they do no i think we need a paradigm shift in thinking of of how just do you like, move ahead right just like how you said the focus has become it ah. the focus here is blind it's not right. the idea is there there are individuals who are so different and so diverse in their talents right. and let's start with that what can this person do in his or her life right as opposed to that we're like what can this blind person do right exactly because if that person uh, when you make the lack of sight the focus point here then it's all about trying to see and that's But the problem right like why would i want to drive it's so stupid right like i would rather you know give you give me a better way of hearing uh, enhance what i have but we clearly are working from this place going what can as opposed to looking at the person and similarly if you want to extend it beyond that with the person we have created by, by, uh, by sometimes what can this person do i have created a hierarchy that i am going to decide what you are going to do yeah right? i'm not giving you a choice why not why I, we even uh, saying things like oh we gave we, exactly. we employed these blind people isn't it right. these people why? who we employed <laughs> happen to have no sight i mean but, it's such a powerful shift in the way of thinking right because now i've automatically taken you know say you know, three or five human beings and put them into this um this one box just by virtue of one sense or rather lack of as right. opposed to five different individuals who are completely different right right and it's it's uh, then you say oh you're a social enterprise because we 50% of our people are black boss give me a break i mean yeah. a gender no 50% of our people are women as that means you're negating their own ability in many yeah. ways right yeah. steers and that is where we wanted to shift yeah but this to be that again it comes into this hierarchy thought process and when and when people say what do you change i was somewhere we need to look at the third year three the third graders the fourth graders and the fifth graders to to have a systemic change in that in that thing and that's why with with uh, with my frustration was with feroz was hmm. hey boss isko change karna hai are kya hai are this is this is like this is and and how do we create the i mean taking the same example hussein bolts of looking at couple of three or four centers so you negate the activism you negate this language semantics on which we judge and create and this is where the so that we we are also not creating those uh, places where we can follow right and that is what i was telling firoz can we create those centers and then let people follow yeah because if you think like say the way in which we've been thinking then you'll say all deaf people should be making uh, footwear all blind people should be making headphone cases right. now the problem is 
you'll be having really shitty headphone cases and footwear because all those people don't want to be doing that job. Right. Not because of the quality of the job. It's just that there might be 5-20% who are brilliant at it because exactly. there happens to be a certain sense of uh, connection with that job. Right. But you're going to end up with unhappy, dissatisfied workers and shitty products, which is what's going on. Yeah, so I mean, we and that's where the issue is. No, in 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 this where we work in in the field of sustainability is where we use the term of beneficiaries, right? Yeah. Oh, the benefit we have helped X number of beneficiaries, and not using the 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 financially underserved populations to be part. And see, see, we confuse between financial poverty and intellectual poverty, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we use them? How do you make sure that we are partners? I have a certain skills. You have certain skills. Can we come up with a solution together and break this hierarchy that I'm going to give you X amount of solutions and you take it? And that's the whole. And that's why I said, unfortunately, we are known for Solar Sandeep and that our focus is to equalize that sense of hierarchy. And that's the only way society can go up. You know, I, th- I think about this situation sometimes, right? I just like going into this what-if imagination kind of place. If I was, say, planted 5,000 years back as a hunter-gatherer, right? Or whatever the tribe at that point was doing. And I'm like, with all my so-called uh, highlights that my ego attaches to, right? Whether it's what I have materially, uh, what I have done comedically. I'm like, can any of these skills keep me alive back then? Right. And let's not be so dramatic, maybe. Let's say if I am moved right now to any place in the world, can I survive? And the case is no. Uh, Because the things we attach so much value to our degrees, our jobs, our titles, the thing that we sort of attach to success, can they be applied? Because as you said, can can I go buy um, wood and you know, put put shutters in case there's a storm coming. Do I right. know how to use a hammer or do I know how to make my front yard? Uh, these b- basic skills, if um, which give you the ability to live and go everywhere. But, but we're creating more and more of these echo chambers where we feel like we're the best at it, but people pat us on the back and celebrate us. But it absolutely doesn't translate to real uh, living, right? Ah, so that's that's the whole point. We were, I mean, when people said, what, what would you change in a sense? See, the question for me is like, how do we start looking at the second, third, fourth graders about yeah. l- like move away from the concept of sustainability means recycling and planting trees. Yeah. Um, sustainability is much more than that of inclusiveness and and, and, and creating a program design process. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's when can I go to second, third, where before the formative years get away and becoming hands-on in schools at second, third, fourth, fifth, rather than doing a science project. Science projects should be institutionalized into every class, every every class that you take, physics, maths, civics, should be a project rather than a separate competition of projects. And how do you break away from this competitive uh, concept and and then showcase? And, and then by the time they are ninth, 10th, see my scare part and, and the hope, because India is a very young population, where is India going to throw out program thinking designers for 2030 or 2035 or are we going to create this cookie cutters for the mckenzie's and the enys mm. which is why you will have the large large companies coming up so that's the nervousness or the race against time that we are leading to so because we're India heading more in, in the position. cookie cutter option yeah so because india is in the right position to look at these countries see if you go to tanzania sandeep 
99 of the people who are trying to advise the Tanzanians are the Europeans and the Americans. I'm nothing against you know brilliant characters, smart guys, right? I mean, they're the but, ones who can actually build. Like uh, you ask a chief engineer there, and, and if there's something wrong with the pipeline, he'll fix it. He's not going to call. <laughs> we are, we are, we where a lot of the guys from local areas rather than the 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 Indians in Delhi or else going and advising the Africans. Yeah. Why can't we do the brilliant farmers of Karnataka going and teaching or working with the farmers of Ethiopia to actually do that? Yeah. And that needs to shift. And I think I think that's where I would say the next three years goal for us is to make sure that that connection and, and, and the goal is like, obviously, where we kill ourselves, that we shouldn't exist after five, seven years, mm. that we are able to institutionalize it, at least in the top 100 institutions of these countries, to think that way, that ecosystem yeah. thinking, the holistic thinking. And, and that's where the only way we believe equity of wealth and equity of thinking can happen. No, that's fantastic. Now, five years, if we, I think if we can push it to six years before the planet wipe, is wiped out, it'd be good because my mutual fund will mature by then, you know. Sure, so, I, will, I will. But what will you use it for then? I, that's, what that's what I'm saying. That's so use thing. it now. Before the <laughs> that's the joke. Like, no, no, wait, wait. I, no, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, before we wind up, um, Harish, can you talk to me a little bit about this power of the sun that we are trying to harness, uh, power of light and heat and solar? Um it's it's of course you, we've we've spoken about the problem statement, but let's just talk about the source of energy in itself. Uh, how how um, realistic is its implementation and also its uh, um, source as a as a, as a uh, energy source? Um, how, how has the technology? Because you said ninety one, what the world produced now can be done in two hours. To even maybe. Uh, look at the problem and use this as a tool with whatever it may be, whether it's energy, uh, solar energy, or whether it's in the case of the skills. Um, how a, um, efficient is it right now, the way we're using it? So it's a, it's a, see, for example, even it was viable in 91. And, and, and in 91, 92, we would say that solar is expensive for the rich and affordable for the poor. Right. And it's because the poor were spending more on energy. For, right. for kerosene and diesel, right. right, and the rich were getting subsidized electricity from fossil fuels, right, right, and so that is where the game. But but today's game is what you know. When I design solar for a sewing machine, people say solar is expensive. Nobody says that the sewing machine is inefficient, right. right? So it is. It, it, it's today the game is not solar panels and batteries. The right. game is efficiency of dental chairs, efficiency of X-ray machines, efficiency. It's like. Why am I powering the old stupid cathode ray TVs, which is guzzling, right? right. I, that is where the game is. How do we create like the best friend of inefficiency is the grid. Right. Right. Because you buy a fan, average fan in, in our country consumes between 50 to 70 watts. Okay. Yeah. But the most efficient fans in the world are 30 watts. Mm. Right. Because you are paying only, you think, oh, CapEx, yeah, oh, uh, I pay 500 rupees or 400 rupees. But you don't realize that the cost of fan is one plus 10 years. The OPEX that you're paying for electricity is also the cost of your fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is where the game today is efficiency of appliances. One simple example here. Now you are in Majoli Islands, which is the largest liver island in the world in Assam. Okay. Mm -hmm. You created a hospital in Jorhat. Even if you gave free services, okay, it's actually not free for the poor to come all the way 
for two days and come to your hospital to get free services you've lost two days of labor and the and the and the bus stop right yeah why for a dental service that you're giving free now dental ka, uh, companies ka incentive kya? i keep adding value i have this feature i have that feature of this feature if you had given me a simple five features which foldable dental chair i would have provided a solar powered dental chair right at the doorstep of the poor and they would have paid 50 rupees rather than paying 300 rupees so so it's the design thinking the efficiency of the dental chair or silk weaving machine today the game is that mm. and 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 that is where again i go back india has a plethora of those like a, you talk of a rice husk mill secondly right even in rice mills right now it's also gender if a diesel powered rice mill fails you to start the diesel you not only need a man you need a strong man to start the diesel engine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so solar powered rice mill it's a switch of a button and suddenly gender comes in play right yeah that's the beauty of solar is not about solar panels how do you democratize that in a manner that everybody can actually use it and use it as a livelihood opportunity but the the problem lies on the other side in on the demand side your mm-hmm. house design is so poorly designed that you need lighting during daytime and then yeah. you say solar is expensive right you're 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 in a uh, city like bangalore you're putting glass uh, buildings to show that you're western and trapping the heat and yeah. saying i'm using environmental friendly air conditioners right oh god so Absolutely. so this hypocrisy in many ways mm-hmm. the design thought process so solar is very viable today i mean you're talking of um, when it was super expensive and still the poor bought it in 92 93 yeah today it's a norm but issue is the game is not on the supply side of electrons, but is on the demand side needs to change its game. Yeah, it makes so much sense if I'm trying to just put a solar panel on a car, which is a V8 cylinder, right. it's not going to run, right? Then right. like, oh, obviously the technology of solar is flawed. No. And and that's the thing with uh, fascinating about electric cars, right? Like, you know, the idea of a V12 engine is ma- macho, it's masculine, revving the engine, making that noise. But now anyone sitting in a Tesla can, there's no macho-ness involved. It's fast. That's it. It's efficient. And streetlight, I give you an example, you know, I, I in, in many areas of the streetlight, when we put a 12-watt uh, solar light, array, it's very dim. Okay, mm. I said, what is the problem statement of a streetlight is to make sure that you're able to see the other guy, not study for a PhD under it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why are we putting double the light in the first place? You have the light enough to see other person's face, right? Yeah. So the if thought process of efficiency or in, even in water pump, right? No, sorry, Harish, you know why they have to put bright lights? Because they know the footpaths don't exist. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> you don't know where the guy has disappeared after Correct. that, right? <laughs> it's a search and rescue. It's not... <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, so in in the in the water pump also, right? Uh, how much water do you need, sir? I need two and a half inch of water coming out. Was how many liters per day does your cropping pattern need? Are solar only kamy water baratte, sir? But the question is, it's the question of that problem statement and and the inefficiency of the end utilization is what is making the fossil fuel actually succeed because the best friend of fossil fuels is inefficiency and if you have to bring in sustainability you need to bring on the other side and that's why for anything solar i mean in in rural meghalaya and also most of the health centers run on solar operation theaters run on solar godrej himself has put a whole his factory on solar right now so application is plenty yeah, for, for but is, is, with the with the way things are changing like for instance now 
rivers in Europe are drying up and we're having floods in Pakistan and India and um, I'm saying with this total swing in weather patterns, countries that relied on sunlight through the year, like maybe India or certain parts of Africa or certain parts of the Middle East, um, are seeing a complete shift where it's completely cloudy, the sunshine through the year is not consistent. So how do you plan for that? How do you account for that when you're planning it's like, these it's like things? It's like saying on top of your roof, uh, for example, if you have four people in your house, even, and 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 uh, you have a, say, 200-liter tank, yeah. right? So, and you're getting only three, three days of water, right? So you design the water tank so that you have water for all seven days. Yeah. Same way the solar systems are designed for how many days of the year that you cannot take, for example, and then you, 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 you increase your storage. That is the battery and design the solar panels that it stores in the battery so that you can have power. And, and normally in our case, we design it for three days of autonomy. That means three days, if you don't have solar, you're able to, uh, you'll have power for what you actually do in hospitals. It depends on the criticality. For example, if it is operation theater, you design it for 10 to 12 days. Yeah. And saying that if there is no, and then less critical is a television, then you design for two days. That's a design issue. Um, that is what we will say. It's like Meghalaya has fog till 10 o'clock in the morning and sun sunsets at four o'clock. How do you design it? It's a, it's, mm. that's the, that's an easiest part of technical uh, design. Okay. Now, then, are there people now, like say I have a conventional home, which was built for consuming electricity from the grid. Now, how, if say someone is like, I want to, after listening to what Harish said, I want to change and say, not listen to all my neighbors, get a consensus and make the building solar uh, powered, but just my house. Is is that an option nowadays? Uh, see, in a, like in a flat kind of environment. In a flat, it's always difficult. Okay, the flat yeah. issue is, see, the, why some of the countries like US and, and Germany have succeeded. See, Germany during weekends, the, the majority of the power of the country is generated to solar, which is like which is Mind five room. times less the irradiance that we get in our country, right? Where Germany mm. can do it, right? It's yeah. more in the weekend, it generates more. It doesn't know what to do. The second, the, the pop-up, the, 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 uh, like in, in the US and Germany, people work in the cities and, and live in the suburbs, right? But unfortunately yeah. in India, we live in the cities and work in the cities. Yeah. So there is no true building, what you call codes. Like even if I have a two bedroom house, which is with a garden, I never know when is my uh, neighbor going to build a, a 20 story and suddenly a shadow actually comes in in play yeah 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 right yeah. but in in a single apartment india in 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 second third tier cities we should completely go go for it because these are one story uh, half a story two story in large apartments they should be doing it from day one when they are building it yeah in a manner that they do it uh, both water heating as well as lighting and then and, and and all the basic lighting for example common lighting whether you like at the lift, the street lights, everything should actually be, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And bring in some design thinking where the solar panels should be installed so it doesn't become in the middle of it. But but those all have to be designed when you're designing it. Yeah, Individual, because yeah. It, it's like almost like in our building, we've got these 10 panels sitting, these big ones or whatever size, I don't know. Um, but it powers, the, it heats the water and only one bathroom in the house gets it. Okay. In each yeah, apartment. That, that's a design. I'm like, why? <laughs> That's a design issue, right? So I'm just like, why aren't people? I mean, it's obviously uh, from the from what I'm saying. It's almost like they did it because oh, look at that building; it's got solar, but it doesn't right. serve any purpose. 
no it, it, no na yeah ese yo thoda questioning sandeep you have to do is even in like uh, little digressing when i talk to you about a 200 square foot house in india you talk yeah. about a poor man's house right yeah but a 200 square foot in tokyo is a rich man's house yeah why can't i cheat the design yeah why can't i cheat the design today and make all these look uh, like aspirational i mean that's a goal today is like, how do i make a barber shop aspirational for 2030 tell me yeah. what stops us it's not the cost it's a design thought process right yeah. a, a kirana shop why can't it be designed for 2030 yeah yeah why i mean that's that's the beauty uh, uh, can you imagine if barber shops look like 2030 with with no additional cost it's a little bit of democratizing architecture rather than the same bloody matchbox thinking right you know events oh, yeah. you know yeah. harish with right. events why do we need these big stages big lights these right. 30 pole like it's it's like i mean okay if you're a light show i understand but if right, you're like right. this intel conference at a banquet hall you don't need 30 sets right, of lights right, and right. so i'm i'm just sorry just try interrupt you but just to add to that thing it's it's so overkill yes it's oh, absolutely it's everywhere it's an overkill that's why the inefficiencies don't come into play so we're not designed for efficient thinking and to last, i mean so in a simple thing yeah many years ago when uh, one of my colleagues was trying to uh, you know having a solar in uh, cell in in puttur in office one guy came and uh, he was an auto rickshaw driver he said i want solar in my house mm. he asked anything i want a, how much oh, i want a three light system so my colleague was very sure that he could afford a three light system this was in 96 he said mm. but i know what the issue is he went to his house and he went to the top of the house and broke one part of the roof and put one light that was in the middle that could give light in three rooms he said he needed light in three rooms he didn't need three lights ah. right suddenly the cost came down by one third and How this kind you... of thinking is right. across disciplines so right. if we can only teach efficiency as a thing it kind of is like the problem how do people become more efficient as opposed to how do we become better engineers or become better doctors right. become right. better lawyers how do people become more efficient in whatever they do in the way they think in the way they live in the way they produce i mean that's again not to play on the word produce but that's again our population right <laughs> we have five kids because oh the first three might not take care of us when we grow old right <laughs> <laughs> who knows how the other two get influenced by the other exactly so we have issues with produce and <laughs> produce <laughs> and the reproduce no again transportation when we talked about you're not talking about efficiency of movement of people yeah directly jump into the type of transportation we want to do yeah i mean if you make people travel less we're going to have less people on the roads right. and exactly. I, it's crazy and it's just how uh, one shift uh, in the way you look at things really sort of takes you back to how to approach the problem approach the situation yeah harish thank you so much uh, for shedding light in certain dark places in my mind on the <laughs> issues and i think people listening as well yeah it's just such a i mean the light came on when you said you know what it's you you don't have to look at a certain thing with oh solar batteries and panels it's it's i really like um that shift in my head thanks and uh, thanks for all the you know on i, I don't patronize and say thanks for all the great work but congratulations mm-hmm. on all the no, no, really no, really I think good we should work meet after you die. okay thanks thanks sandeep absolutely yeah and thanks for having me at the conference it was Are, no, like no, no, uh, no. my like people were like we went to i am bangalore i said yeah <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for letting me uh giving me Into an opportunity to enter the the yeah. hallowed grounds <laughs> of the <laughs> i am bangalore <laughs> <laughs>
uh, but it be managed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And people listening can head over to check out the Selco Foundation. And if they're interested, they can join. Uh, I don't know what process you have for recruitment, but I'm sure they can read up on it on your website. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.